What's up, race fans? Welcome back to another episode of Black Flagged here with Big Glice and Bryce, man. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. Just living the dream. Right on, man. I think I think we're about to get hit with a thunderstorm here, so if you hear any outside noise, that's probably oh, what it is. We, are, we already got hit, and um, I have my son here with me, so if you hear some uh, goos and gaws, that's what, that's what it is. Right on. So, hot Atlanta this week, man, and it was actually pretty damn hot. For the first time. You know, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch all the race. I caught bits and pieces. I mean, yesterday I was pretty tired, so I uh, kind of fell asleep on the, on, the, on the sofa a little bit. I was in and out of it. Nice. But usually they run this race in February where it's like 43, 50 degrees, and now they're running it in the middle of June, and it was 80, mid-80s, and it showed, man. It was, it was a tough race. Tell you what. <laughs> Their tires, um, I remember they were talking about uh, um, them saying that if they had a caution, they were going to switch all four tires. Right off. Like, right off, if it was first caution, they were going to switch out all four tires just so they had say they had fresh ones, even yep. if it was on lap 20. Yeah, that's not, not a joke. I mean, those tires were, like, grinding off of the rims on almost every ra- uh, lap, excuse me, and a lot of them were blistering, man, like, a lot of those cautions were due to blown tires, especially the right rear. Yeah, exactly. All right. There you go, Brooks. Sorry. There you go. He's playing with mommy's hair tie, and I actually, and I actually flipped it off the thing. But, uh, yeah, um, the tire wear is brutal when it's that hot in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, first, you get that night, upper night, midnight in your weather. You're right. Looking, you're looking at a lot of tires being used. Well, it wasn't just tires, man. It was like the, the drivers were getting worn out too because did you see after the race? Oh, they were soaked. Well, Bubba Wallace actually fainted twice, once on camera being interviewed. I, I didn't see that. That's that that like I said, that's insane, dude. I tell you what, I really don't think and I think I, I think I talked to this on episode one. Mm-hmm. I really don't think people realize in how in shape you need to be to be an NASCAR driver. Right. You need a lot of endurance. You need a lot of endurance. Yeah. And um, I really don't like, do I want to go into a NASCAR? Hell no. <laughs> I, will not, I, I don't care if I ride shotgun. I will not do it. I will, my buddy Zach goes, hey, we need to do that Richard Petty experience. I said, not no, but hell no. I mean, I would do it in the middle of like, say, November or February when it's in Charlotte and it's only like 40 degrees outside. Then it wouldn't be so bad. I know. Yeah. And um, yeah, that wouldn't be too bad, but. That just scares – like, just seeing how close they get up to the walls. I mean, I know that's a part of, I know it's a part of their uh, part of their lines, but one false move and you're in, when you're in the Richard Petty experience, you might die. <laughs> right, yeah. But, I mean, they teach you how to drive the car at least first. Yeah, they do. And I think my buddy was also telling me uh, that they actually have uh, um, restrictor plate, like extra restrictor plate on it. Yeah, you can't open up in, like, fourth gear at all. No, Not even yeah. close. Like, they say you can get me up to, like, 150, and that's where, and that's where they cut it off. That's what I've heard anyways. Yeah. 
It's a, I think it's a regulator is what they put in there. Yeah. So, I mean, this kind of this race almost looked like it was run with regulators. There weren't a whole lot of cautions. There really wasn't, but you know what? It was a from what I saw, it was a solid race. You know, yeah. you really don't you really don't have a boring race in Atlanta because you're going three wide throughout the race, bumper to bumper. There's mm-hmm. always some action. I'm not saying I like. I'm not saying I love seeing cars wreck, but right. like, there's always there's always mm, five. I would say five to six cautions in Atlanta race. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean that's what they did. I think there was four, minus the competitions and the, um, the stage victories. Yeah, but I will have to. I do have to give uh, props to the Joe Gibbs team, even though it is Kyle Busch and both of those guys dominated that race. They did. Um, they did. I really thought Truex was going to take it because of how dominant he was. But, I mean, truthfully, hats off to Kevin Harvick. Dude, he's a machine. You know, uh, it, like you said before, it's pretty cool seeing a uh, seeing the driver that play, replaced Earnhardt do a good job and, and fill that spot. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, Harvick's a good dude. I like him. I first, like, I really didn't like him too much because I thought he was always a dick, which he is kind of a dick. Uh, He's a little cocky. Yeah. I mean, that's how they all are. But, uh, no, I hats off to him. He had a solid car. I loved, I loved his car. I loved Clint Boyer's car. Oh, yes. Those were, those were pretty cool. Yeah. I think, um, if you guys didn't watch the race, uh, Clint Boyer had a, uh, had a bush light car, but it was in gold with the uh, with the uh, corn with the corn cornrows. Mm-hmm. And then uh, stop. Then you know. Sorry, but my dog just barked a little bit. And then um, and then Kevin Harvick, he was in his normal uh, navy blue, baby blue uh, bush light car. Yep. But it had the cornrows as well. Yeah, it also had the cornrows. So bush row or bush light doubled down this weekend, and it paid yes, off. They did. It was just really cool because you actually saw them drafting off each other side by side. Just seeing two Bush cars going at it's pretty cool. Right. I got to tell you, one one driver I was kind of impressed with overall, like finished fourth in the race, it was Ryan Blaney in the 12 car. You know, funny you say that. I started him in my top, in my five for uh, Fantasy NASCAR. And it actually had to win stage two. But overall, he came out with, uh, I think it was top five finish, wasn't it? Yeah, he finished fourth. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, that, that actually – because I started Harvick and I started Blaney. And, um, Good call. So that put, that, yeah, so that <laughs> put me up. So that put me – I also had Chase as well. So I had, I think, like four, four of the um, five drivers finishing in the top ten. So I had, a, I had a good week this week on fantasy. Nice. Yeah, it was a pretty tough week for uh, Chevy owners, though. I mean, nobody finished in the top five. I know. And but you know what? Can't get them all. Yeah, True. I mean, you have Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, and Chase Elliott. Those are your only three. Yep. And you know what? Kurt Busch is doing just fine in my book. I think he's having a solid, solid season right now. Yeah, I mean, standing-wise, he's 10th. So, I mean, he's in, he's in the dance. He's in the dance. Yep. That's all that Har- matters. <laughs> Harvick is hands down running away with it. Dude, it's just – it's like, do you wonder if – how many titles – does Harvick have – he had a title in 20, 
2013, was it? Or was it 2014? I think it was 14, but don't quote me on that. I'm looking it up right now. It was, it was, I think he was, I think it was his first year in the number four car. I think you're right. Yeah. Cause when you moved to Stuart Haas, that was when it took off. So, um, it doesn't even say. That's weird. Well, I know, I know it was around there. It was actually when he started going to Stuart Haas, it's kind of when I started to be a fan, kind of bandwagon yeah. it a little bit, but um, it was, it was 2014. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he had, he had a good car. I mean, he's had a great car the whole season. Right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like this COVID thing was the best thing to happen to, to his team because he was all top 10 prior to that. And then he won the first race back and now he's got a second race under his belt. I mean, the man's unstoppable at this point. How many, what's, what, how many points does he have right now? 421. And Chase is in what fifth? Chase is in third, and he's at three sixty-five. And Harvick has four twenty-one. Yep, Joey Logano is in second with three seventy-three, so he's only forty-eight back. But forty—that's a gap. That's a huge gap. That's a gap. Yeah, because Logano and Chase are only not even ten or eleven points apart. Sorry. So. Did anything, any events stick out? Um, give um, give you um, any attention during this race? Any uh, any highlights you wanted to point out? Uh, well, I mean, the biggest one for me is the amount of right rear tires that were blown. Like William Byron early in the race, Clint Boyer having the problems. Um, the thirty-eight car ran into his teammate and knocked him out of the race. I mean, that was the only real big wreck of the whole thing. Yeah. So why was it the right rear? I think it's because of that splitter. I think that splitter in the front puts so much pressure on that right rear tire, and that's where they're apexing out of every corner, and it's just grating yeah. it like cheese, man. It's just destroying it. You know, like, I don't know why that they're just that close, but, you know, that's how the cars are made, and yeah. that's going to happen, you know? Right, and it's the funny thing is, is uh, what's his name? Uh, Larry McReynolds was talking about. I was a crew chief for twenty eight years and never had a splitter on my car, but I always threw darts at the wall and never hit the bullseye once. So maybe it's doing <laughs> something right. That's great. So, so what do we? Who? What track do we have this week? I know, I know what track it is, but it's uh, tomorrow night. Whoa, what? In Martinsville. Why is it tomorrow night? I don't know. They moved it to tomorrow. It's a Wednesday night race. What the? F yeah. Frick. <laughs> we're going to the we're going to the paperclip tomorrow in Martinsville, Virginia. Correct. Yep. Virginia. I don't, I don't know if it's a two race schedule. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Because you know how they've been doing like one race on Wednesday and then moving the next one. Yeah. To uh, where is it? No, they're doing Martinsville tomorrow, and then Sunday they're doing Homestead. <laughs> so, so we got we another doubleheader. We have two more races to talk about this this podcast. Next week. Yeah. Oh, no. We better get moving. <laughs> well, I mean, this week we're pretty much one and done. Next week we got the doubleheader. And then the week after that, 
there was a wreck in turn four, people. That's all that was. Don't worry. Um, What'd you say? Sorry. So there was a wreck in turn four. That's what that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's my wife bless her heart's getting food ready for both Brooks and us. <laughs> and we don't have any, so yeah, it's weird, but that's what it was. It was turn four, just like uh uh Big Life said, turn four. Yep, everybody in that race this weekend did the same thing, but weekend after that, the twenty first is the big one. We got Talladega. Dega. Yep. Oh boy. Um and I was quoting Talladega nights all day because in real life, I just wake up and piss excellence. It's no, no question about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I still think the best quote. I think he's like, Mister Dent. With all due respect, I don't give a velvet painting of a whale in a dolphin game. <laughs> I, th- I think it, some, it went somewhere along the line. <laughs> right. <laughs> That movie's so quotable, man. It's not even funny. <laughs> I'll quote. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I probably, one one quote from that movie probably comes out of my mouth at least once a week. Yep. But uh, Martinsville, yeah, this is gonna be a fun race. Uh, like I told you, everyone knows I am a big fan of the short tracks, just because you're bumper to bumper. Yep. There's always action. And like, I mean, Whoa. me growing up. To, me growing up. Me growing up going to new Paris races and go in new Paris, Indiana. Yep. I mean, just, I mean, it's short track racing. It's all really, it's all really, it is in, uh, in Michigan area. That's like one of the smallest ones around too. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, I don't even, I don't even know what it is. All I know is it's small. I think it's an eighth mile. But, uh, yeah, we had the paperclip tomorrow. That's awesome. In In Homestead on, uh, on Sunday. Well, the thing I'm worried about is how hot the car's got in Atlanta on a regular speedway. That car's going to be oh, doubly shit. hot in Virginia if it's like 80 degrees outside. They're going to have to stop those cars to get those guys like Gatorade cautions. You know, don't you think they would have some type of watering system in there for them? They, they do. That's what that tube is. Well, they have the cooling tube. I don't know about the watering tube, but they should. They should have something in there for them. There's not like they can – <laughs> right because at this point it's almost too dangerous like like i said watching the interview with bubba wallace at the end of that race was kind of hard because she's talking to him and all of a sudden his eyes just roll back in his head and he almost falls off the wall how hot was it there it was in the like 86 i think it was what they said at the time of the the green flag so it's the in hottest Virginia- Virginia is what gonna I would say mid seven. No, it could get pretty hot in Virginia. Yeah. I mean it's ninety here, so you gotta think about that. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, There's that's one ra- that's one race racetrack I've always wanted to go to is Martinsville. Yeah. I think that's that's on my buck bucket list. I want to go to Bristol, I want to go to Martinsville before I die. Was it weird that both the smallest tracks in NASCAR are both in Virginia? Bristol, Tennessee. Well, technically, it's on the Virginia line. Yeah, it's on the Virginia line, but yeah, I hear yeah. you. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it actually is on the Virginia line, let's be honest. But yeah, the two, two, uh, two um, small tracks are in Virginia. Yeah. And really, those are the, like, I'm t- we're talking small, small tracks. Yeah, you have Richmond, which is kind of small, and you have New, in New Hampshire, but these are the, the legit short yeah. tracks. I'd count Dover as that last one. 
I'm, you know, that's a fun track. I'm yeah. looking forward. I, that is a fast track right there. Oh, yeah. Well, what's kind of messed up, and I'm looking ahead till the week after Talladega, they're doing a doubleheader at Pocono. They're doing a Saturday race, and then they're turning around and doing a Sunday race. Jeez. So I don't know where this schedule is coming from, but both of them are 130 to 140 lap races. I mean, that's going to take a toll on a car and a driver like that to do two in a row. Well, you know, especially the tricky triangle. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dega too, but like, yeah, those are Pocono's what top three? I think it's the fourth biggest track, I believe. Yeah, uh, it's up there. It's definitely up there. Well, I think it's four. I want to say yes, but then they turn around and do Indy the next week in, after that. Indy's, Indy's three. Yeah, we have some big tracks. Yeah, we have some big tracks coming up. They're going to the smallest track on the, on the series, then they're going to the three biggest. Do you really think that puts an effect on drivers going from small, short track to – to big tracks like that? I don't know. I think they're conditioned so well that I think that they can handle it. And they've been doing it for God knows how long. I mean, some, I of, the, some of the rookies aren't, but people like, I'm sure Harvick and Elliot and all of them just don't care. They just want to get in the car and drive. Yeah. You know, and I, I wish, like, you know, if I was an NASCAR driver, I wouldn't <laughs> – I mean, I know I'm saying this now, but I wouldn't care if I would win. I just want to be out there driving, having fun. But, I, you know, right. but I wonder if – I really do wonder if that's how they feel when they first – when they're rookies. You know, I just want to be out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, unless you're, like, ultra competitive like some of them are that I know of. Yeah. But I can see <laughs> that. Yeah. But it's – this is going to be a jam-packed, like, next – four weeks man there's a lot to cover there's a lot to cover and you know what we uh and that's why we have this podcast yeah this is this this has been a hoot and i really am glad that i'm part of this one this is awesome yeah i'm glad we started it and i'm glad it's actually catching some catching some grip uh, for as far as listeners go yeah so you know what that's what we're here for guys we're here to, we're here to give you good episodes good content and that's what we're going to do we're not going to have a dull moment in this show right I hope not, man. I mean, we got live live wrecks in the kitchen. We got <laughs> dogs barking in the background for both of us. <laughs> My son Brooks is just chilling there for a second. Hey, man, it's all good. We uh we did an interview with Don. I don't know if you heard that one with the uh, the GM of the Brooklyn Cyclones. Oh, he did had, you really? Yeah. He had a real life moment himself when his dog started barking live on the air too. So it was, it's all good. Yeah, it was funny. Daddy, come, Daddy, come here right now. You know, we just got this couch, and the dog isn't allowed to get on the couch. She keeps getting up on the couch, so it's like, well, well fuck it. I'm just gonna have it get on my lap. Right. It's all good. Anyways, so let's go ahead. What's do you want to make our? Do you want want to make our picks for Martinsville? Man, Martinsville's tough for me, man. Because back in the day, I always used to know who would win that race, and it's always either going to be like Earnhardt or. Wallace or, yeah or Wallace exactly and now I don't know too much about that track anymore like who's been dominant and 
whatnot. You know, but. I think the last like person who had a dominant couple of years on that track was Jimmy Johnson. If I'm, if I remember yeah. correct. I, I, okay. I remember that. Yes. I think it was like the 06, 07 era, the car tomorrow era. Yep. With that weird spoiler. Dude, that was a cool car. I liked that car. Uh, I mean, yeah, if Vin Diesel was driving it. I liked it because I was younger and I didn't know any better. Uh, It's too much too fast and the furious for me. (laughs) My dad saw that and he goes, and like, he didn't quit watching. He's like, I'm fucking quitting watching this sport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I had a hard time trying following it, but yeah, you know, I'm just gonna go out and limb. I'm just gonna pick. Uh... Shit, why not Chase Elliott? Let's go. All right, I'm gonna go out on a different limb this week. I'm gonna pick a Toyota. I'm gonna go with Martin Truex. All right, you know he's, you know, yeah, I respect. I that's a very good pick, uh, Dave, because. Uh, yeah, Brooks likes that pick too. Um, All right. No, it's a good pick. He's a great short track driver. He's mm-hmm. he. I think he has a couple wins at Bristol, if I'm not mistaken. He might have one, but I know he, I know he does have one short track win in him. Uh, I want to say that he led the most laps in Martinville last year. That's a good pick. You know, I the reason I'm picking Chase is uh, he's oh, good. No. I mean, he's, go I'm ahead. Sorry. He led the least amount of laps last year and still won. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only driver, I think, one of two drivers to do that in NASCAR history. So, Wow, that's awesome. Yep. Good for him. Hey, you know what? A win's a win. Exactly. And you got to take him at this day and age. It's like one win, you're in the chase. Exactly, yep. And I don't know where he's sitting, to be honest with you. I forgot to look. I would say maybe 11. Let's see. Let's see. No. He doesn't have a- He is in fifth. Oh, really? Yeah, he's – Does he have a win yet? He does not have a win, but he does have five top tens, one top five, and – sorry, the line's really small. He's got a couple stage wins, so, I mean, that's kind of what's keeping him up there. Plus, he's got a yeah. crap ton of laps led, so. Yeah. Um, I really think uh, – yeah, I think – I. I'm a big Chase Elliott fan. That's why I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to pick Chase for, for Homestead. But the uh, reason I'm thinking Chase is look at him at Bristol. Mm-hmm. He was an yeah. animal. He was. He was an absolute animal. You know what? If and correct me if I'm wrong, but the um, the outside lane is the dominant lane at Martinsville. Am I correct? Uh, yes. Well, no, because most of the time they do run it kind of deep into the corner. Okay, you're right. Well, as I was saying, if that is the case, then Chase has it. Is Chase runs that high that high line, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It worked until the last lap. <laughs> right, yeah. And if you guys didn't hear our last episode, um, it didn't work on the last lap because uh, he basically just slammed Joey Logano into the wall. And 
right? And I know some people were saying it's his fault. Some people are saying it's the other guy's fault, but. I'm saying it, it goes both ways. Yeah. It, it goes both ways. Well, I will say this for Chase Elliott, what he did as far as like he won like $50,000 prior to this race for something. I can't remember what he donated half of it to Kyle Bush's charity, yeah. which that is awesome. Remarkable. Yeah. Remarkable. You know what? Yeah. I don't think, I really don't think Chase and Kyle have beef for each other, but I think it was just yeah. because of that. Don't get me wrong. I don't like Kyle Bush one bit. Right. I don't like him one bit. But um, I really – I mean, of course, I really do think Kyle Bush and Chase really get along with each other. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's just those moments where Kyle just wants to be Kyle Bush and he wants to, and he wants to wreck people. Or not. Right. I want to see he wants to wreck people, but he, want, he wants to stir them up, and that's what he did. And I think Chase is trying to be the better man, and, uh, and that's, that's how he did it. And you know what? Good, good for Chase. Yeah. Good for him. Just well, like his old man. Just like his old man. Class act. I do know that Chase's uh, crew chief used to be Kyle's crew chief. I thought Chase's crew chief was Chad Knauss. Oh, Chase's is Alan Gustafson. I can't ever say his name. I think, oh, I think Chad Knauss is, uh, is Byron's. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Wait, and, oh, I didn't, realize, I didn't realize that was Kyle's little crew chief. Yeah, because crew if you, you watch the race in, um, was it Charlotte? when that wreck happened god it's been there's so much going on i can't remember it all his crew chief was the first one to run down to the car and just stare at kyle through from the wall after they red flagged it really yeah he was standing on that wall staring at him like waiting for to do something and like the biggest crew member on kyle's team was standing next to him in case something popped off (laughs) so i was like what happened between them did they just not get along or what well, I don't know if it's because of a team move or if it's something that Joe Gibbs just didn't want him anymore and yeah. Chip Ganassi picked him up. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I mean, sometimes crew chief – I mean, if, you don't have, if you're not happy with your crew chief, dude, then right. you might as well pack your bags and leave because you know what? You're not going to get away from him and you're, and you're not going to be the one calling the shots. Right. Well, unless you're – <laughs> Unless you're Kyle Busch and you're headstrong, that or you run for Richard uh, Richard Hendrick. Rick, Rick, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> He'll change your crew shape faster than a driver. That's true. That's very true. Um, do you think? Um, and I, I know we talked about this in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think they're gonna be smart with the forty-eight? Do you think they're going to just retire the 48 number? Do you think they're going to no. have – you don't think so? They didn't retire the 24. They didn't retire the number three. Number three. Yeah, number, you're right. Number two's still out there. So, I mean – Yeah, you're right. Well, hell, the 43's still going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. I just – I mean, I know we talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. And I just really hope that they can find a – I want to see a veteran driver – for four years but i also want to see a young gun come up and take that take that number you know right and i haven't really even been paying attention to the xfinity series at all because trying to watch those races it's impossible it really is yeah i mean that well actually the point race in there is really tight first and second's only four points no shit 
Yep. Who is it? Uh, Chase Briscoe is number one. And then, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Noah Gragson. How is it spelled? G-A-R-G-S-O-N. That's probably how that's probably how it is, Gregson. Yeah. So Wow. Only four point difference, huh? Yeah. Wow. And of course the rookie, Harrison Burton, right there in third. I'd like to see Burton go. Hey, who did who is this? Uh, is that Ward's son? I believe so. Yeah. I wonder where he would end up going. I mean, I mean, he's didn't we say he was like what, <laughs> not even twenty? Uh, he just turned, no, he turns 20 this year and he's Jeff Burton's son. Jeff. Okay. Yep. Yeah. He turns 20 in October. So right at the end of the year. Jeez. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead with your, what were you going to say? I say he's another Joe Gibbs boy. So I doubt we'll see him in the 48 car. I know. I would like, I mean, I, like I said, I like to see a four. I like to see a veteran that has about four to five years left in him because four to five years is a long time for NASCAR drivers, you know. Yeah. So I mean, maybe thinking a, I don't know, Clint Boyer spot. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Boyer's going to be um, changing teams. I think he'll retire with Stuart Haas. You think so? It's way too good a fit, man. He's doing the best he's ever done in his career. Yeah. So. He's doing a good job. It just makes sense. I, I miss I missed that double I missed that uh was it double was it was it the zero the zero seven uh Jack Daniels car? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. I'm trying to find out who's driving for Hendrick uh as far as the Xfinity series go. And so far ever all the Chevys have been junior motorsports in the top ten. Really? Dale yep. Dale's Dale's team. Really? Yep. So we have another dominant Earnhardt this time not actually driving. Jeez. Does he have any uh does he have any up and coming uh children coming to race at all? I don't believe so. I don't know his life has been pretty private, so I don't even know if he has kids in general. Yeah. You really don't hear that much about him, but you know what? Oh well. Yeah. Well, I know that he's working for um, – I think he's working for NBC still, so he yeah, might be doing commentary for the Indy race. Yeah, he he is low-key a really good commentator. I, I like I like to listen to him. Yeah. He's a good dude. So who is your pick? Who would you pick for uh, – For, for Florida? Oh, I picked uh, Truex for Martinsville. Okay. So for let's go Let's go for you. Let's talk about – first talk about this homestead track. Yeah. Um, if I remember correct, um, it's not a high banking track, correct? Kind of flat. Mm, kind of flat. It's kind of Phoenix-ish. Yeah, that's a yeah. fun race. That's Phoenix. That's another good race track. Yep. You know, um, Homestead. Um, let's say uh, <laughs> this is one of the. <laughs> I think he's trying to make his pick, and it sounds like he's saying Harvey. I think so. <laughs> Which I'm um, going to back that one. Um, that's a newer. Isn't this a newer? A, one of the newer tracks? Uh, I'd say it's probably uh, – I couldn't even date it. I don't really know. But, yeah, it's probably the newest one that I'm aware of. But they've been racing there since I've been watching it. So Yeah, exactly. Um, I just remember, like, dude, Homestead? I'm sorry to say, that place is a dump. 
it's well that and it never gets really any recognition because it was always the last race of the year in november and yeah. by that time there was already a champion picked and nobody cared anymore yeah well you know but i'm just saying i'm, I'm not saying a track is dump in general but i'm talking about this like the city of homestead oh, i got you i mean it's it's outside of miami it's like right by the everglades it's actually basically in the everglades oh, um and like i remember flying over i actually got to fly over the track because um, I went down to the Keys, um, like in 2010, we actually flew over and assessed another, so it was really cool. But literally, dude, you see Miami out in the distance, and you see Homestead, and it's just all, like, looks like dirt, and then there's just, like, just swamp. Swamp, yeah. Dude, it's it's weird. It's really weird, but you know what? Every track has, has, uh, has some character to it, you know? Oh, for sure, man. Where else are you going to – well, besides Daytona, where else are you going to see palm trees on the side of a track? I'm trying to think. Maybe Phoenix, maybe California, but that's about maybe, it. Maybe. Maybe Infineon. Is Infineon even a thing anymore? No. No. I don't that's even think they're – No. Uh, if, if you guys don't know, don't know what Infineon is, Infineon is one of the coolest road courses I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool track. Hell, I don't even know if they do Sonoma anymore. I think Sonoma – aren't they the, – no, they're not the same thing. I, I always thought those were the same same track at first, but um, yeah, dude, I think there's the only, road, only one, road course we have is Watkins Glen. That's the only one on the schedule. I was just about and, to say that. You know what? And, that was, and guess whose first win was at Watkins Glen? I bet you his name starts with a C. His name's Chase Elliott, baby. <laughs> I watched that. I watched the highlight um, to that uh, to that race a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. If you, dude, if you ever want to go watch some highlights on NASCAR, just go like just type in like um, like Watkins Glen highlights in NASCAR. Actually, that is their own YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and they have and they have like just like chatter from uh, well, they have highlights of the race and they have chatter and stuff from the teams and stuff. There's explicit. Like, they bleep out the cuss words and stuff. But, dude, it is some pretty cool stuff. Like, I probably watched maybe, I don't know, at least eight of the highlights just to just to hear Kyle Busch yell at his crew chief. Right on. <laughs> oh, dude, it's awesome. Like, you just hear Kyle just saying, F this, F this, F this team. This is why I hate this team and stuff like that. And surprisingly, he's still there, so. And surprisingly, he's still there. Yep. Um, anyways, back to back to back to Homestead. Yep. Um, it's somewhat of a fast track. What were you, what are you thinking? What one eighty maybe? It's kind of Atlanta ish, probably speed wise. Probably mid one seventies, probably one eighty area somewhere in that range. It's it's kind of one of those snoozer tracks. I mean, unfortunately to say that. I mean, yeah. It's it's going to be fun to watch, but at the same time, it's going to be like. Do something else. Do something yep, else. I know. <laughs> you know, it, it, it reminds you, it kind of reminds you of the Michigan and the California and the auto club race. Yeah. You know, for sure. But um, two totally, two totally different types of tracks, but it's the same thing. There's not, not a lot of bumping and, and a bumping and, uh, and rubbing wheels or anything like that. But, uh, right. But you know what? Like just, you know what? At this point, I'm happy just to be watching NASCAR. Exactly. I'm happy, just, I'm happy just to be sitting on my couch watching NASCAR with my son. That's, I'm happy all, to watch, that's all that matters to me. I'm happy just to watch sports in general. I don't even care yep. if golf comes on right now. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> for that too. Yep. But yeah, I think 
you know, I think Homestead's going to be a fun. I think I think it'll be a good race. I like to see. Uh, I like to see. Um, see a win come out of Clint Boyer. So you know what? That's who I'm going to pick. I'm put, I'm picking Clint Boyer. Right on. Secretary driver. I know it's a limp, but you know what? It's not fun if you're not going on a limb. Exactly. And I'm not going to go out on a limb on that race. I am going to go ahead and back Harvick on that one. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. So. so we got, so we have to get a tap. So we have to get a, get a little uh, competition going. So we have to keep track of our wins and we'll, uh, we'll have a little uh, fun uh, prize at the end of the season or something like that. Right on. Uh, so we're both, so we both have, um, are wrong on our first. So whoever gets the most wins, we'll tally them up and we'll go from there. Sounds good. So what were you thinking when, uh, you saw Chase have that big start at the, of the Atlanta race. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Like, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I've not seen a guy drive like that since like Richard Petty. He's aggressive. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was a great, great thing for NASCAR too, because that's one of those moments where like everybody's bunched up behind him, but he's like almost a quarter of a lap ahead of everybody. And just, pulling away really far you know what's really cool is i mean um a lot of people probably do know this but he is he is a georgia boy he lived he lives about his dad lives maybe an hour uh northeast uh, or north uh northwest of mm-hmm. atlanta in right. dawson north georgia oh yeah and i mean chase has been to that track countless number of times i mean he studied that track his whole life and just to see him get huh it's his home i mean yeah i mean just just to see him get that get those laps led there is just pretty special yeah low key literally low key i'm not i'm not gonna lie it kind of almost got a tear in my eye because it was really cool just to see that actually happen yeah and i wish he i wish kind of that he would have just ran with it the whole race but i get it i know that one's a tough one, especially not being run under normal conditions. So, yeah. But so, hey, of course, go ahead. Sorry. At least it didn't rain. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it looked like it was for a little bit, you know? Mm hmm. But so, as everyone knows, my favorite driver is Chase Sully. Have you really even, do you even have a favorite driver at this point or since, since I've Dale always, died? I've always backed Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And, like I said earlier, that guy is a class act. Oh yeah. Both Chase and Kevin both class acts. And oh yeah. Um he's a funny dude. Kevin's a funny dude, but you know what? If you get under his skin, you're gonna get <laughs> Oh yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna get it, dude. You're gonna get it. He was the hothead driver when he first started too when he was driving the twenty nine car because that twenty nine that was that Van Sato parts car? No, it or, was the B of Goodrich, just like Dale. Oh yeah. yeah. They just turned it white instead of black, so Yeah, that's um, right. What was but, his uh what was his was it advanced auto parts or was it auto no it was AutoZone, right? His sponsor in the black and silver car. Oh with god. With the red numbering. No, I, that was still BF Goodrinch. Was it? Yeah. For some reason I thought it was one of the but I think it was just made the red the, like the reddish pink twenty nine caught me off guard. Yeah. But dude, that was a 
that thing was a machine back in the day. That 0405 car was insane. That was Dale's car, man. So, I mean, Richard Childress knows what the hell he's doing. So, he always has for a long time. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't really been dominant the last couple of years at all, but he knew what he no, was doing. He definitely didn't know what he was doing. Is that a Seattle Mariner shirt? Hell yeah, dude. Love it. Ken Griffey. Love it. Have you yeah. ever got have you ever gotten up there for any games? The closest I've ever been to Seattle, whoops, is Portland. Yeah. So one day I'll get up there. It's on my bucket yeah. list. I just, uh, I know this is a NASCAR podcast, but um, no, I always um, I remember watching uh, oh um, the call uh, Dave Niehaus calling making the call of um, who uh, who um, betted in Griffey at, at the Kingdom. Oh God, um, I'm what having a brain fart. Was it was it Consake? No, no, it was. Um... Mm. Ends with the C. Ends with the C. I gotta look this up. Yeah. I'm gonna be. Really, I'm gonna be. I, I gotta look this up. Sorry, guys. I know this is an NASCAR podcast, but you know what? This just came to my mind. I saw the Mariner shirt. I'm sorry. You guys can sue me if you want. I don't care. It's all good, man. It just threw me off because we were talking about NASCAR, and then you threw me into baseball. So it's literally like a curveball. I'm just going to type in who batted Ken Griffey in. <laughs> this honestly might bring up something in. Oh, is that Edgar, Edgar Martinez? It was it, it was Edgar. Yep. yep. All right, now that we got that out of the curve, let's go back to NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's been kind of a hot-button topic, and I didn't talk about it on the Cream of the Crop podcast yesterday, even though it was pre- present. How weird was it for you to see all the BLM movement actually in NASCAR for a change? You know what? Like, all right, one more time. You say how you say how weird did you say? What was it? What was the wording? It was kind of weird to see the the Black Lives Matter movement come to NASCAR. Where it was. I'm I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was kind of I cool that Bubba was wearing the shirt, and then there was a couple of drivers that were actually or not drivers, officials that were like were that they're hoisting that I can't breathe. Yeah. And yeah. kneeling for the anthem, which was kind you of weird. And, and I'm not be I'm not slurring or anything like that, but I didn't realize how many um uh people in the pit crew were actually African American or actually black. I didn't realize there were a lot of them in there. Yeah. I didn't, good for them. It's awesome. I, I, I just didn't realize it. Like Right. And I think tomorrow night, uh, the 43 car will be a Black Lives Matter car. I saw awesome. the paint job. Awesome. Seriously, awesome. Yep. That's cool. And oh, from I, the, the look of it, it's going to be an all-black car with the two, the white and the black fist coming together in the shape of a ribbon on the hood. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's going to be you interesting to see. You know what? And like, and just, and it's unfortunate that it had, that it has come down to this with the, with the riots and stuff. But you know what? And like, and this is this is all. This is what people. This is what, um, what associations, sporting associations need to do is they. I mean, of course they're going to do it, but like they need to make actual actual impact. 
and right. put and put the word out there, knowing that they're back and they're backing people up, you know. And mm-hmm. that's all. This, that's all this nation needs to do is come together as one. And and it's only and it's gonna start. It's only gonna start if one association does it, then everyone else is going to do it. Yep. And well, I think they kicked it off. So they did. And well, I mean. They weren't the only ones who did it, though. But yeah, they, the, they definitely they definitely got up there. The WWE embraced it too because there was a pay per view on sun, Sunday, and yep. one of the one of the wrestlers came out with a BLM shirt and shorts on. Who was it? Because um, I actually tried to watch that pay per view. Keith Lee. Oh yeah, Basting his glory. Yep, exactly. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I watched that pay-per-view. I wanted to watch Adam Cole. I'm a big Adam Cole fan. Yeah, don't listen to our podcast about it because we ripped that match apart, man. What do you mean? That that whole thing was terrible. Like it was kind of like what they tried to do with Taker versus Styles and did a whole yeah. like cinematic thing. But they also tried to make it feel like it had a live aspect to it. So Are it you was, serious? Yeah, it was really, really rough. I miss I honestly wish Adam Cole I'm I know we're getting off the top again, but you know what? Why not? Yep. I really do wish Adam Cole would go back to the Indies. I really do. I hope he goes to AEW and goes with his wife. Or his Rick girlfriend. Baker. Yep. Go back go back to the Young Bucks. Yeah. That's seriously why I started watching. that's why Adam Cole became my favorite is because he was a part of the Young Bucks and part and uh in my my opinion, Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world. We'll see tonight. AEW. No, it's tomorrow. This is Tuesday. I keep forgetting. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's going to be a lot to watch tomorrow night, man. You got NASCAR, you got AEW. I'm going to have split screen screen going on my TV, bro. Right. And you wonder why I watch things the next day because I don't have time to watch all of it. Exactly. Did you watch the rerun of the race today? I watched it again, yeah, just to refresh myself. Were you at work watching the race? Well, I'm at work right now. Technically, I work from home. Yeah, oh, that's true. So, how um, are you guys? Are you guys keeping busy up there? We do oh. work for the same company, guys. I'm just not going to name the company. But uh, are you guys keeping busy? Oh God, yes. It, it's yeah. summertime, so we're busy. Yep. If so. you guys know where I work at, you know where he works at. But exactly. Uh, yeah, we're keeping busy too. Um, getting getting orders out, which is good. Right on. But man. uh. We have about um, ten more minutes left in this in this episode, so let's wrap it up with some uh, quick fires. Cool. On um, on uh, on the events of this week, you go uh-huh. ahead and go first. Well, um, like I said, the biggest thing I took away from this, um, I was trying to Google it, but I can't really find the solid number. Is like Kevin Harvick is the number one lap leader of all time at Atlantis Motor Speedway. Atlanta, not Atlantis. <laughs> Atlanta. Yep. Hot Atlanta. Yep. So, peace up, A-Town down for K, K. Harvick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, look up a quick Martinsville fact. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just spitballing here. I'm just going to come up with a cool uh, Martinsville uh, fact since that's going on tomorrow. Dude, I'm so glad it's come at, that's tomorrow because I was really looking forward to Sunday knowing it was Martinsville weekend. <laughs> that would have been funny. Excited. Now I'm more excited. It would have been funny you turn in on Sunday and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, they're in Florida. What the hell's going on here? 
All right. So let's see here. I'm just getting some quick facts. Uh, so the track width is 55 feet, mm-hmm. elevation 740 feet, and it says pit road is 46 feet wide with pit stalls beginning in the third turn. Yes. That's ridiculous. And then I think, I believe it goes on to the other side as well, if I'm not mistaken. Pit, there, it's just like Bristler's two pit stops. There's two pit road positions. Yes, there is. There's a there's a back stretch and a front stretch, just like Bristol. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. But yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm actually gonna play my might play some NASCAR uh, heat three tonight and play do that track because that's always a fun track to race. Speaking of which you need to get that game, we need to play online. I'm thinking I'm I'm debating about it. I got a lot of space taken up with a lot of games I gotta get rid of first. So I hey, delete get... M- delete MK eleven, you'll be good. Hell no. <laughs> spent way too much money on that game. <laughs> Love it. Oh, I got so, yeah. a ra- random fact for you about Martinsville. Go ahead. The driver that has led the most modern day laps, surprisingly enough, is Martin Truex. In one modern race. Modern day driver who has led the most laps. At In one race. Yep. So this is a 500 lap race. They, I did a poll. Uh, I pulled up an information on it that says drivers that have led more than 400 laps in this race. In one of these races, he's led 464 on October 27th and won the race. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I really am like, this is the thing that makes me mad about my pick is that you really don't know who to pick. Like I said earlier, because there's not been no one is there's not a known like solid great NASCAR short track driver in the field today. There is oh. not. There there's no one. Like back in the day, it was Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin. You yep. know, they were two. Good, they, and uh, who who was the other one that you were saying was good? Uh, that was a good short track. Dale Junior. or Dale Senior. Senior, yeah. Like. You know what, and, and it, it's inter- it, make, it keeps it interesting because you wonder if someone's got you know take that take that short track crown, you know, being yeah. the being the king of the short track circuit. But uh, yeah, you never know, man. Maybe maybe something might come up this uh, tomorrow. We'll see. So yeah. Um, anything else? I think that's all. Over? I think it's about it for me, man. I, I, like I said, we got a lot coming up, so we got to get ready. Yep. Hey. I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for Sunday. Let's do some shit talk yep. during the races. That'd be fun. That's awesome. We always yes. do it. Yes, sir. But uh, send us off. All right, man. Until next time, guys, keep it out of the wall, and we'll be back next week. Let's go race. Boogie to boogie, boys. Yep. Yep.